Well, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name's John. I'm one of the ministers here at this church. There are two ministers here. I like to think of myself as the younger, cooler minister. We've got the older, senior one sitting down here. I like to think of myself as the younger and cooler one. Well, tonight we'll be looking at the topic of peace on earth. Peace on earth. Is Christmas about peace on earth? What do you think? Well, if we are to believe what our Christmas cards tell us, it's about peace on earth. We see it all over the place, don't we? The cards we write and the cards we receive. So we look at some of the cards. Peace. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. Peace. So if we are to believe our Christmas cards, Christmas is meant to be about peace on earth. But also, if we are to believe what we sing during Christmas time, our carols, that's about peace on earth as well, isn't it? Just consider some of the lyrics of some of the carols we sing at Christmas time. Hark to herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. What about this carol? I came upon the midnight clear. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, from heaven's all-glorious king. Or what about this carol? O little town of Bethlehem, and praises sing to God the king, and peace to men on earth. Or what about this one? While shepherds watch their flocks, all glory be to God on high, and on the earth be peace. And so if we are to believe what our Christmas cards tell us, if we are to believe what we sing at Christmas time, it's about peace on earth. Now, of course, you know, like me, that we write these words, we sing about these words, because over 2,000 years ago, at the first Christmas, the story we just watched, that first Christmas when the angels appeared, out in this dark night, out in the fields, it was quiet, it was cold, and suddenly the blazing angels appeared to these shepherds, unsuspecting shepherds. And what did they proclaim? They proclaimed this, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men. And that's why we write peace on earth on our Christmas cards. That's why we sing about peace on earth at Christmas time. But tonight I want to ask you a question. Is this your experience? Is this what you experience at Christmas time? I mean, we are all here enjoying Christmas, celebrating Christmas together. But do you know what? On the streets of Melbourne, there are over 4,000 homeless people walking the streets of Melbourne. Where's their peace? There's no peace for them this Christmas. And throughout the state of Victoria, there are over 22,000 people walking the streets, homeless. Where's their peace? Where do they get that peace this Christmas? And not only that, when you watch the news, when you read the newspapers, when you listen to the radio, what do we hear? What do we see? Well, just this past week, in Argentina, a riot, the police went on strike and there were riots and left the country in chaos. There was looting, seven people killed. You read an article like that this past week and you've got to ask, where's the peace? Where's this Christmas peace that those angels promised? Another article on the 14th of December. Violence rips through Central African Republic. 600 people killed. You read that and you've got to ask, where is this Christmas peace? Those angels proclaim. Those angels promised 2,000 years ago. On the 16th of December, the Syrian regime, they drop a bomb and that killed 78 people. 
28 of those were children. You read that and you've got to think, where's the peace? What is going on here? What is going on? Well, perhaps the angels got it wrong. Perhaps the angels just got it wrong. They, they promised peace, but there's no peace. Perhaps the angels were not meant to come yet. They came a bit too early. I mean, we had 2,000 years and it was filled with war and violence. No peace on earth. Or perhaps the angels made a false promise. Maybe that was the case. You know, these angels, just imagine they're in heaven with their buddy friends, angel friends, and they're looking down on earth, looking down at these earthlings. And they're saying to each other, man, what a mess this world is in. What a mess these people have done. Why don't we go down there, angels? Let's go down there. Let's tell these people that there will be peace on earth, just to give them some hope, give them a little bit of happiness. Maybe the angels gave a false promise. Or maybe, worse than that, maybe it was God who got it wrong. Maybe God made a promise too big that he can't keep. Peace on earth, come on, where is that peace? So peace on earth, well this is what we're meant to believe about Christmas. So what's going on? Well, if you are thinking this, I suspect you're thinking this, John, you got it all wrong, mate. You got it all wrong. Christmas is not about peace on earth like you said. Christmas is about some other peace. You know, the angels didn't get it wrong. God didn't get it wrong. They were talking and proclaiming and promising some other peace. Well, if you were thinking that, I want to say you are right. It is a different type of peace. You are right if you were thinking that. But of course that raises the question, what peace are we talking about here? What's the peace that those angels promised? What's the peace that came with the birth of Jesus? Well, perhaps it's this. Back in the first century, century, you see, large parts of Europe, large parts of Africa and large parts of the Middle East was under the power and rule of the Roman Empire, the powerful Roman Empire. And they experienced peace during that time. You know, it was called the Pax Romana. This is a Latin word, it means Roman peace. And it was all because of this guy, Caesar Augustus. In 27 BC, when he took the throne, when he became emperor, he established peace throughout the Roman Empire. It marked the beginning of the end of the civil wars. And he established peace, a peace that lasted for about 200 years, the Pax Romana. And it was so significant, they actually minted coins to show that they enjoyed this peace. Here's a picture of that coin, a lady sitting down holding an olive branch. And so for the angels out in the field, when the angel, uh, for the shepherds out in the field, when the angels came, well, they did experience the Pax Romana. But then if you think about that, there's something that's not right. Could that be the peace that the angels proclaim? Glory to God in highest and on earth, Pax Romana. Could that be right? Well, it doesn't make sense because when the angels came to the shepherds, they would have already experienced peace for 22 years. And so the angels couldn't have been speaking about the Pax Romana because they, they would have been 22 years too late. And so perhaps... It's a different type of peace, a different type of peace that Christmas is about. Well, what other types of peace are there? Well, perhaps it's the inner peace. You know, the inner peace that we, 
we watch in movies and we see, particularly in chick flicks, but also in another, another movie, Kung Fu Panda. Have you seen this movie? Panda, he wanted to have inner peace. And so he learnt from this master Sifu. Now, Sifu is not seafood, what you eat. Sifu is Chinese for master. And so he wanted to learn about this inner peace. He wanted to know what his destiny was. He wanted to be happy with himself. He wanted inner peace. Maybe that was the angel's promise. Glory to God in the highest and on earth you will have inner peace. Is it that peace that the angels promise? Or perhaps it's another one. Perhaps it's the peace between people, between friends and family. You know, the peace between kids and parents, the, the the, the peace between husband and wife, between son-in-law and father-in-law. Some of you may have seen these movies. If you have, you'll know. Or, or the peace between daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws. Could that be the peace that the angels was promising? Or could it be the peace just between people, between nations, between races, between religion? Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to all of you for all people. Could that be the peace the angels promised? We see, it can't be. Because later on in the life of Jesus, listen to what Jesus says. He says this, Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but the vision. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two and two against three. And so the peace that Jesus brings is not the relational peace. It's not the peace between people. It's not the peace between friends and family. But I must say, if that is what we do during Christmas time, Christmas lunches and dinners was a time to mend relationships, that's a wonderful thing. We should do that. But that is not what the Christmas peace is about. You see, there is something else that the angels promised, something that is far greater, far more important, a peace we all need, above all, a peace that is far more significant than the Pax Romana. It's a peace that is far more fulfilling than the inner peace. And it's also a peace that is far greater than the peace between peoples. You see, the peace that the angels promised and announced and proclaimed that first Christmas is peace with God. Peace with the maker, the creator of the universe, the ruler, the king. Peace with him. That was the peace the angels proclaimed. You see, that is the peace we all need above all things. Now, why do we need this peace? Why is it so important to have peace with God? Why is that important? Well, let me tell you why. It's because God is king. God is God. God is powerful. God is the ruler. And God is also the righteous, just judge. The one all of us will stand before one day and he will judge us. Now, now you hear people talk about um, there are two certainties in life. Have you heard of that? There's death, we all die one day, and there's also taxes. And in Australia, taxes are high. Two certainties of life. But, But you know what? I think that's, in fact, not right. I think there are three certainties in life. There is death, there is taxes, but there's also judgment. Because one day, the Bible tell us, tells us all of us will stand before God and he will be judge. We will all have to give account for everything. Just think about that. Everything. Every careless word we've said. Every evil thought we've had. Every thoughtless deed we've done. 
We'll have to give account to God for all of those things and he will expose us our deepest, darkest secrets. Now, if that is the case, think about it. That's frightening. That's scary. That's terrifying. Unless, of course, I have peace with God. Peace with the Creator. Peace with the Judge. And you see, that is the peace we all need. That's the peace we all need above all else. Now, do you know the movie or the novel, um, The Lion and the Witch and the Wardrobe, by C.S. Lewis, that great English author? Now, in this, in this story, in this book, the little girl, Lucy, she was about to meet the lion, Aslan, and she was terrified. And so she asked, she asked the beaver, she asked the beaver, is he safe? Is the lion safe? Is Aslan safe? Because she was terrified to be in his presence. Now, what did Mr Beaver say? Well, he said this. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe. But he's good. He's the king. You see, Aslan is a picture of what God is like. God is God. God is powerful. God is the judge. God is the king. It's terrifying to be in the presence of God. That's frightening because he is so, so, so powerful. But yet the Bible also tells us He is so, so, so good. He's so very good and that's why that very first Christmas God sent his very own son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world to bring peace between God and man, to build that bridge between God and man. Now this peace with God we all need, it's wonderful, isn't it? But is this something we all have naturally? Is this all, what we all enjoy now? We all have peace with God? Well, you know the verse we looked at earlier? wasn't in fact complete yet. Have a look at it. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men. All men, good tidings to all? Not exactly. On whom his favour rests. You see, you can only enjoy peace with God if you have the favour of God. If God's favour is upon you. So it's not everyone. Not everyone gets to enjoy peace with God. And so who are those people? Who are the people on whom God's favour rests? Well, let me tell you this. It is you. It is you if. There's a big if. It is you if. If you accept that that very first Christmas who was born Jesus Christ was the one who came as son of God, the one who came to stand between God and man, the one who brings peace between God and man. And Jesus did that. He brought peace between God and man, not by living a moral life, though he was perfect. He did that not by being the moral teacher, though he was the most excellent of teachers. He did that not by his miracles, though he performed many wonderful miracles. He did that not even by his birth. But 33 years later, he did that, he brought peace between God and man by his death on a Roman cross. You see, when Jesus hung there on the cross, the full anger, the full wrath, the full judgement of God that we deserve, that we as people deserve, 
We and our careless words, our evil thoughts, our thoughtless deeds, we deserve this judgment, but that full wrath of God was poured upon his own very son, Jesus Christ. Jesus took all of our judgment so that we can have peace with God. We won't get judged anymore because Jesus has taken it all. You see? And so God, for those on whom God's favour rests, that is, those who accept that, God no longer remains just the almighty God, the judge. God, in fact, becomes our heavenly father. And so when I stand one day before God, he's not just a judge, but he's my heavenly father. I have peace with him and he will let me into heaven. And so I want to ask you today, do you have peace? Do you have peace this Christmas? What do you think? Well, if there are turmoil within the family, between friends, make every effort to make that right. Make every effort to make that right. If you don't have inner peace, well, pursue that. You know, take on Kung Fu if you like. But let us all never neglect this. You see, the purpose of the first Christmas was for the first Easter to happen. The purpose of the birth of Christ is for the death of Christ who came as the Son of God, the one who stands between God and us to bring us to God, the one who died for your sake and for my sake. And if that is you, then God's peace is upon you. God's pleasure is upon you. God's favour is upon you and you have peace with God. And so this Christmas, this Christmas, let's work this out. Do you have peace with God? Let none of us here neglect the peace that God offers through his son Jesus who came as a baby, died as a man for us that we might enjoy peace with God and that we might sing with the angels. What did the angels sing? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. Well, let that be every one of us here tonight. Peace on whom his favour rests. Amen and Amen.